0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dungeon Boys. My name is Keith, I'm your DM. Josh
1: playing as Arlo. is playing as Grim. And my name is Bryce playing as Jack Law.
0: And hey. we're still in the same location this last episode with air conditioning and it feels pretty good.
1: And you're listening to Galaxy News Radio.
0: No, you're not. Coming, Coming at, at you
1: live. You're listening to Tank Media.
0: You're listening to Dungeon Boys. Uh, Last episode, you guys made it to the round aisle. You are outside the gates of the city of Buckland. You've met a new dwarf, which we know the name of by accident, because I told you new. Just Checking. He he was refusing uh, to allow some orcs to enter into the city to presumably call some more folks, seemingly based on the premise that they had already been there and that they are not they are not you know uh, going with the agreed upon schedule. Uh, This forced them to attack. And so now the party is in locked in combat. They've killed four orcs, and there are two elementals an earth We've and a killed fire elemental. we have
2: story arcs already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: arcs. Uh, arcs. Um, but there's an earth elemental and a fire elemental. One has just swiped at Jack and so, hurt him and caught really him on quick.
3: fire. Just yeah. real quick there, there's a place next to where I work. They're selling fireworks for Fourth of July. If you're listening to this any other time of the year, it's 4th of July. But their sign got blown around in the wind the other day. Mm-hmm. So on my way to work, it actually has a sign that says Fire Orcs.
0: Fire Orcs. Just right. wanted to point that out. Just write that down. <laughs> 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 um, orcs with fireworks in them? or yeah, Hey, it could
1: work. I'm just saying. It could work. They open their fire mouth. Works. It's like a Roman candle. It's just like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the very last thing that happened was uh, Arlo exactly. brought down a giant Pikachu lightning... <laughs> on the earth elemental as well as their new companion or their new acquaintance the dwarf who we don't know the, the name the dwarf Wolf. on the wall <laughs> who doesn't need warm clothes apparently this mysterious dwarf um he's got two cool axes and that'll do
3: but I mean we never decided like what happened like I hit them but
0: they took damage cool so they did take damage apparently. 13 damage nice from last time they took damage and now it is Grim's turn. Boy, how far am I from the Stone Boy? Uh, stone Boy, you're 40. Well, thing moved to Jack. How far were you from Jack, if you remember? I mean, probably like 30 feet. We never decided yeah. that far. Yeah, we'll say he's about 30. The whole 30. thing is
2: really weird because I moved up 30 to meet them, and they moved out 30 this way, and I was 45 feet away from them.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of numbers that made sense a while ago um at least in my brain we'll say just you're 30 feet we will say yeah we'll say you're 30 feet from jack jack is like below you the fire elemental <coughs> we'll say you're probably kind of in between these two now after the movement so, so 30, 30 feet so we'll say you're probably within just, 30 45 feet from the earth elemental which is it 30 that's fine okay yeah i mean it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> i just right? you're, I, you're, yeah movements uh, are specific yeah, if it's game,
2: 45 i can't reach him
0: yeah you're right the the game necessitates that i tell you an exact one my estimating brain is telling me to estimate. Shut off your damn yeah. government brain. <laughs> <laughs> My government brain.
1: Um, At the government, we don't deal in absolutes. <laughs> Before we get too deep into this, uh,
4: You're going, going prone, yeah.
1: <laughs> Being prone, it takes half your movement speed to stand up, right? Correct, yeah. Would we say that I can drop to the ground without using any movement speed? Sure. Okay. <laughs>
0: We're about to stop, drop, and roll.
2: But then, when you stand yeah, there's snow up, on the ground, so True, yeah. you're still gonna be in his space. I'm gonna move He's back half
1: too. of my movement speed, then drop to the ground, then stand back up.
2: <laughs> I like it. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna run at the stone boy.
0: Run at the stone boy. You you reach him. Uh, i I'm
2: gonna move my yeah. hammer up, but I'm, it's twenty feet. It, okay. So I don't know how far the stone and fire were from each other. The when they were stone at the
0: gate. guy went. He was thirty feet away. The last time he moved, he was thirty feet away from the from the gate. He Just then, from
2: the. Was the fire guy at the gate?
0: The fire guy was at the gate. So your hammer was at the gate when you smacked him. Okay. I remember so that. It's and not going to make him this turn. Correct. Because the earth guy was thirty feet from that. Mm-hmm. Then he also moved up probably fifteen feet to get to Duncan, to hit him. Okay. So. We'll say 45 feet for your hammer to travel to get there. Total. If it could move that far. That's how far it has to go. Okay.
2: I'm going to run up at the stone boy, and I'm going to punch him real good times. Punch him! Twice. Twice times.
0: Okay. And we said, do your fists count as magical weapons, or just the magic on your fists? Have we dealt with this before? I guess
2: just the magic on my fists. Okay. I'm going to cast Blight, then.
0: I shouldn't so I shouldn't have said what I said. Well either way. Okay. It well,
2: doesn't matter. We'll do no, it now. we'll do fifteen for a hit. For what? Light? For no. Uh fifteen for a hit from my fists and twenty three okay. for a hit from my fists.
0: Fifteen and twenty three. The first will be a missed. You don't crunch very hard with the first one, but the second one, you okay. get him. So he takes three damage. Okay. <laughs> three damage. I gotcha. Alright. Earth Elemental takes three damage. He does not turn on the three damage, but he is he is he has noticed you. He roars a little bit. <laughs> That's just that <laughs> uh, is a little bit. <laughs> anything else? Nope. Because you move the thing with a bonus action. Cool cool Uh Burb is still chilling in the bushes, cheering you on, Jack.
1: Um yeah, I'm going to while on fire make <laughs> like a swipe with do I take damage for being on fire and it starts my turn?
0: Yes. Let me see. <laughs> yes. You will take some damage for being Jack's on fire. Jack's thinking about how much s- damage he wants to take the start of this start fire. Of your turn. Uh, you take four damage at the start of your turn.
1: Okay. Um, then I'm going to swing my cleaver at the torso of the creature. Okay. No. Never mind. That's, I saw the arrows go through it. That wouldn't work.
0: Reasonable, sure.
1: I'm going to cast Booming Blade on my cleaver. Okay. Making it magic and hit him with that.
0: Okay. So Booming Blade would have the effect. Or does that make your weapon a magical weapon?
1: And it's just the effect of Booming Blade. But magic. would you say that I add my sneak attack damage to it?
0: Oh, uh,
2: why would you have sneak no, attack? You wouldn't add sneak attack to it. No, well, technically he could because he's got advantage because of the spider.
1: Actually, Ah. just because he's by himself, I still have it.
0: Oh, okay.
2: But sneak attack isn't
1: magical. Okay.
0: That does make sense to me. That your sneak attack, you don't. There's not a magical situation going on. It's just.
1: It's kind of, but I picture it as kind of being more like a critical, like you hit him in a specific spot. But I guess booming blade doesn't affect a specific spot. It affects the creature. Also,
0: this particular creature is kind of like just an amalgamation of fire. He doesn't look to have like organs or you know like specific spots or anything. I wonder if
1: it when it passes the microphone, does it just sound like? (laughs) (laughs) There's a
0: there's a fly flying around and what landed on the mic. Um, okay, so, so booming just blade gonna... on the cleaver.
1: Yeah, it missed him.
0: What'd you hit? What'd you? Uh, he has a lower armor class than the other one.
1: Still, it's so I use my
0: uh,
2: intelligence for booming blade plus proficiency.
1: Wouldn't I just do my cleaver? Mm-hmm. So Those are my decks.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a melee. Attack roll, so melee spell attack roll, so you'd use your intelligence, which is the poopy.
1: Okay, I haven't been doing that because I assumed I'd be hitting him since I'm hitting him with my cleaver.
2: Well, you got the spell in your thing, look up
1: that. Um, I'll just go with what you said for now. Uh, it's seven.
0: Okay, so know that when I hit, correct. Right. Okay. I should trust you when you say that kind of thing, but I like to ask and get the numbers. Um, whenever you say it doesn't hit. Usually you're probably talking about like a 4 or 5 or whatever. So. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so anything else? Have you moved yet? You haven't moved yeah. yet. I have not you're still moved on fire. Yet.
1: So I'm going to take my bonus action to disengage. Okay. And I'm going to hop back 15 feet. And roll through the snow a little bit.
0: Okay, so yeah, we'll say that that uses up your movement speed.
1: Does that, do I, does that use up my movement speed to stand back up?
0: I'm happy to have you standing back up at the end of that, that's fine. Okay. So you disengage, roll back, roll through the snow one good time, the fire is off of you, you've got snow packed onto you at this point, you're feeling rather cold at this point, but it, it feels good for a second it's at a least. Little warm. <laughs> uh, and so is that the end of your turn?
1: Yes, that's okay. it. Okay.
0: The Earth Elemental now is going to try to smack Duncan again. He's going to reach back and try to smack Grim again and kind of like split the two of you with a pair of fists. At the same time? He has multi-attack.
2: I know, but is he making both attacks oh, at the yeah. same time? Would you say that's a disadvantage thing because he's only got two eyes?
0: I would not.
1: <laughs>
2: I think you're playing fast and hard with these rules, <laughs> I don't think
3: so. It's <laughs> an Elemental so.
1: You mean fast and loose? <laughs> 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 he's made a rock. Yeah, I chose my words. You're, you're, you're playing fast and
0: tight with these rules. <laughs> uh, all right, so on Duncan, Duncan is going to get hit. And he is going to roll a 16 against you, Grimly. Yeah, he is. All right. So I'm going to roll damage for each for each of these individually, giving what looks to be a chance possibly to do less. Oh, okay, that's three...
1: Ooh, boy. Is Booming Blade really not on here either?
0: Duncan is having a bad day, boys.
3: Who? It wasn't. wasn't. Dang it. This unnamed Uh, dwarf. It wasn't like he was having a great day before we got here. Yeah, Yeah, that's correct.
0: He can't be having a worse day is what I'm saying. Right. I need to look at some of his, if he's got any special... Negators. I
2: mean, he's making some friends, he's getting out there. I mean, you know, it's not not a bad day. day. He's
0: getting his butt handed to him by a rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. The hit on you, Grim, is going to deal, of course you lucked out, 10 damage <laughs> instead of the very much more than <laughs> that that Duncan took. So you being a bigger boy are able to, you bigger know, boy. to take some of the damage. Also, I should have mentioned that whenever you got back and you cast that spill, uh, you may have expected to be Tiny Grim, but the full rest actually allowed you, your limbs to grow back. It was a very short thing. It wasn't a big deal. It's like um, one of those
3: little foam things you put in a glass of water and it kind of expands. Yeah, we should have mentioned that. Um,
0: but you take 10 damage from a rock smack. Cool. And Duncan... Not as bad as it could have been. Yeah, Duncan takes that hit, the, the dwarf, the blonde dwarf that you with the tattoos. Come on, Duncan. It's yeah. easier. He gets smacked again, and he gets pressed farther into the ground, and, like, you see blood running down his hands, and, like, there's a little bit coming out of his nose. He looks like he might be concussed. He shouts, we've got to deal with this thing. It's going to kill me. Um, and that's what he shouts at this point. Uh, it is now Jackaroonie's turn. No, it's not. That's not true at all. Say. It's his turn, actually. He is going to take his axes and try to bury them into the hands of the creature that just smacked him. Um, So. Oh, boy. My man, Duncan. He is uh, unable to break through the rock of this thing. uh, And he is going to take this opportunity to uh, get back to the gate. He's going to run back over there to the gate at this point and use 30 of his movement speed to get out of the range of this rock boy I would like to take an attack of opportunity <laughs> on, on the dwarf <laughs> <laughs> indiscriminate fire at this point um, it's now the fire elemental's turn he is going to um, seeing that Jack uh, disengaged see? from him and was, did not seem to be as much of a threat as he once thought. He is going to turn around and head back towards the gate. So he's going to use some of his movement to get up to the gate at this point. And he is going to put hands on the gate. And the gate begins to get hot. And the gate begins to smoke. Mm. Um, and Duncan says... Hey! We've got to stop him from burning down the gate! It's something we need <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? The dwarf. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just checking. Uh it is now Arlo's turn.
3: Okay. So he has moved to the gate. He is not all up in your business anymore. He is no Jack. longer
0: in his business. Okay, cool. Um I
3: am I am I'm going to change things up a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to cast Watery Sphere. Watery Sphere? Okay. Yep, last for a minute. Uh, range is 90 feet. Uh, conjure up a sphere of water 10 feet radius. and At a point you can see the sphere can hover in the air, but no more than 10 feet off the ground. The sphere remains for spell's duration. Any creature in the sphere space must make a strength saving throw. On a successful save, the creature is ejected from the sphere to the nearest unoccupied space outside it. A huge or larger creature succeeds on the save throw automatically. On a failed save, a creature is restrained by the sphere and engulfed in the water. At the end of its turn, a restrained creature can repeat the saving
0: throw. All right, so you said large creatures Huge. Huge. Huge or
3: larger creature succeeds. Huge or larger.
0: Okay. Otherwise, you've got to make a strength check. Alright, so the sphere is coming onto the creature. Right, so
3: I'm just causing like this watery sphere to... How big is it? 10 feet wide. 10 feet wide. Is
0: it 10
3: foot radius? 10 foot radius, so it's a 20 foot sphere of water.
0: Okay.
2: The giant fire elemental is not big enough to resist it. Because if it was, we'd be
1: fighting like... No,
0: yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not thinking about resistance. Yeah. I'm doing some math, am I? Okay, what do I do? Uh,
1: strength saving throw from the meme with the like the chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: strength saving throw. He does not succeed. I imagine if it's more than nine. There you go. So he is restrained. All right. So you pass the water down on top of him. Just How like, many gallons would you say? I would, is in that like he's way?
3: he's up there on the door. I guess it would just like start between him and the door and just like
0: yeah. expand out. Very cool looking. Yeah. By the way, uh, as that happens, that steam. Mini gun. <laughs> erupting off of this creature.
3: Nice. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping this accomplishes two things. It'll slow his little happy behind down, but also it will um,
0: kind of help to extinguish 20 the 20 feet? A 20 foot diameter sphere? Hey, this is a level. No, four, I, no, no I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's, I'm just saying that's a lot of gallons that is a of lot. water. Uh, how tall are large things? What's, that, what's that measurement? Uh, they do not exceed 16 feet. They don't 16. exceed 16 feet. Alright, so what happens whenever you use this water... So this thing is made of fire. Mm -hmm. Albeit magical fire, but it's made of fire. And one thing about uh, Fire Elemental that you're learning right now is that it has water susceptibility. Mm -hmm. So as you create this water sphere, and the steam starts to come out of the sphere, and the water on the edge of it is boiling and bubbling as you see the light of this creature pushing out of it, and its arms are reaching out trying to pull as the water pulls it in. But eventually, it's all inside the water, and the water bu- bubbles and steams, and pshhh, And eventually, the flame of the creature goes down, down, down to the point you've damaged it enough to where the gallons of water... There's enough water in there to counteract the full fire elemental. So, it... Pshhh, steams, and then all that's left of the fire elemental goes up into the sky, and now floating in what is a very much smaller batch of your water, maybe like three feet across is all the water you have left. And floating in that three-foot diameter thing is the clothing of an of an orc mage. It's just the robes that are cool. in, that are that's floating inside that water. So cool, nicely done. Cool. Used water against the fire elemental. Hey, impressive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is now Grim's turn. Hmm. Unless you want to move. Um, I'll move closer I'll move closer where Jack is at. All right. Hugging up on Jack, who's brushing the fire off of himself in the snow. Yeah. Grim, your turn with
2: the rock boy. Uh, I'm going to cast Spirit Guardians as a fourth level spell. Cool,
0: cool. That's the, that's the, the floaty around
2: orbies. The floaty boys. Um, it's, it is in action to cast. Uh, you call forth spirits to protect you. They flit around you to a distance of 15 feet for the duration. If you are good or neutral, uh, their spectral form appears angelic or fey. We'll just say angelic. Uh, you can designate creatures, as you can see, to be unaffected by it, so all the boys that I can see all that I don't want dead. <laughs> uh, and creature's speed is halved in the area, when the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d8 radiant damage, but since I'm using a fourth level, it's going to be 4d8 radiant okay. damage. So it I don't make the
0: save till my turn, or he doesn't make the save till his turn?
2: Well, it's the same thing with sickening radiance. I don't know if we did the sickening radiance the right way, because I don't think it's like when it appears type thing. So okay, you, so we did it
0: when it appeared on the sickening radiance. So we should have just done it whenever they
2: yeah you started just
0: a turn you there. make a rule. Okay, so it sounds like it says when it starts a turn. So we'll do it when they start their turn.
2: That is what it says.
0: Okay, cool. So your <laughs> your eyes say that's not preferable.
2: No, that no, that's not at all what I was. Okay, gotcha. Sickening.
0: All right, so. Uh, what else do you do? Your your hammer is 30 feet away. No, my hammer's gonna disappear. hammer is going to disappear. Because is a... Yeah, my hammer has disappeared. disappeared, so uh, you now have floating boys around you.
2: Yeah.
0: That's all that I'm going to do. That sounds weird, just saying. Yeah. <laughs>
2: just that is fellas. all I'm going to do.
0: Alright, so the earth elemental, seeing that the fire elemental is now kaput. He is also going to try to move to the gate. He's but the f- gonna,
2: He's going to make a save.
0: But the first thing he's going to do before he does that is as you're casting your spell, he's going to reach down and try to give you another smack.
2: So he's not going to make
0: a save? He will make the save. Excuse me. Yeah. And, and then I, do try I cast try the to give spell you the on sp- my turn. Correct. And try to give you the smack after that. Um, what's the kind of save? Wisdom. Wisdom. He's not going to do that. That's a nine. Yeah, he don't. Okay, boss. Uh, numbers. 22. Damage? 22 damage. What kind? Radiant. Radiant damage. All right. Um, cool, cool, cool. Uh, you said... I'm sorry, the number again? 22? Two. 22.
2: All right. And his speed is also half, so it's going to yes. take him 30 feet to get out of
0: this little area. And this kind of damage... Radiant damage. So he's as he's he's entering into it, and I'm just like bright light is damaging him at this point, just radiating through. It's him.
2: basically fire. Well, they also use radiant damage for like sunlight and stuff. Okay. So it's, it's like holy fire. So it doesn't burn; it sears.
0: Gotcha. It's, it's like these these orbs are like put shooting him with this essentially, or. Uh, I don't think
2: the orbs do it. I just think that's like so you know the area. Okay, gotcha. he just as long as he's in this area, he's gotcha. being burned. Cool.
0: Well he is burning, doesn't like it very much. He roars and as he tries to lumber through there after he does try to smack. You. Keep forgetting about that. He's gonna try the smack. Um, he rolls a 12 to hit you at the smack.
2: That meets my AC.
0: Alright, so we will give you the we didn't we decide it has to be over it. Yeah. Yeah. So that he does not do it. You're able to get out of the way as his fist slams into the ground. Um, the next thing he is going to do is try to run towards the gate, but he only makes it 15 feet. And I whenever he only tried to smack you once, he didn't. he's not able to use his other attack.
2: I tried to do an attack of opportunity, but I missed.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Um, it is now Jack's turn. Burb still says,
4: Only one left, friend!
1: How far is the rock monster?
0: From you at this point, I'm going to call at 60 feet.
1: Okay. Then I'm going to cast Hex on him as a bonus action. Hex? Yes.
0: What is Hex?
1: For an hour, he has disadvantage on an ability check of my choice. I'm going to go with strength. Cool. And he takes an extra d6 of necrotic damage for any time he is attacked. Cool. And... If he drops to zero hit points while the hex is still in place, I can pass the hex on to the next person. Grim. <laughs> <laughs> the next closest. Absolutely.
3: Nice.
0: Cool. Cool. The unnamed dwarf. All right. Are you going to move it all, or
1: I move? I'll move thirty feet closer. Okay. And that was just a bonus action, right? Yeah. What else are you going to do? Um. I need to see. Do I need to make like a roll for hex, or is it immediately hit?
0: I mean, maybe I had to roll something to, un- um, to fight the hex. Don't know. You can always use old reliable.
1: Um. The, uh... Yeah. A creature you can the see within on. range. Until okay. the spell, you, do, uh, you just you just cast it. You place a curse on a creature that you can see within range. Sounds good to me. Deal an extra D6 necrotic damage to the target whenever you hit it with an attack. Sure. Sounds uh, good. Okay. So yeah, I do that, and then I'm gonna move thirty feet closer, yep. and then I'm gonna cast uh, Eldritch Blast. Oh, reliable. Yeah. That's not gonna hit. That's also not gonna hit.
0: Double miss. So, you're using your new powers, you're able to to. You think that you can curse this creature in some way, so you lock on to that, and then you try to use your force blast from your warlock, your new powers that you don't fully understand, and they're they're, unwe- they're unwieldy. They're not they're they're hard to fire with. One of them slams into the gate, and like you hear it go, and one of them hits the wall, and like a little chunk of rock comes off. Not big, it kind of bounces off. Um, it is now.
2: Duncan's turn. Misko's turn.
0: Yeah, I think I gave the Earth Elemental a turn before Jack when I shouldn't have. Um, that's my bad. So we're gonna that now, and it's now Duncan's turn. So Duncan is going to turn around and cut his losses, and sprint towards this creature and jump up and try to <laughs> chop him in his belly with his two axes. Belly chop. I can kind of imagine like he's very
3: proud of like his family name or whatever, so like he's got it like all over his. Uh, all over like his back and everything. That's the tattoos that actually says I'm Duncan.
0: Bruh. Duncan he's just not is not happening this day. He jumps up and he's like, oh crap, I'm a dwarf. And he doesn't quite get to where he wanted to go. Gets so his he essentially he essentially goes sprinting towards him, runs through and jumps between the creature's legs and just comes out on the other side and like, you know, hits a barrel roll. Goes another like I guess 15 feet or so, and slides back with this with this axe <laughs> like I'm ready to do this. I've done what I wanted to do. But um, look, I'm incredible. now in the
1: opportune position. Yeah.
0: He calls out he says, "Thank you so much for your help." Isn't he like right next to me? Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do this on my own, obviously. Oh, it's no trouble. It seems like an off day. <laughs> um, it is now Arlo's turn.
1: You and me both, Duncan. Harley. I wanna do it.
0: But how how far
3: is Duncan away?
0: We're 15 feet away. You're
2: fine.
3: Just 15 feet. Yeah. Okay. Just do it. I wanna I wanna <laughs> toss him a potion
2: of healing.
0: He catches it. Unnamed
2: dwarf. Oh wait, we're not 15 feet from you. We're 15 feet from the thing. I thought you were gonna call lightning the.
3: Oh yeah, he's probably I just a held good. I the the lightning to do the water. Oh. Yeah.
0: Um, we're well, probably um, a good or Duncan and the dwarf <laughs> and Grim are probably a good 30 feet. Uh, up from Ow, my buddy. or south. Directly. <laughs> it's up, but south.
3: Still, I'll, I'll toss him a, a potion of healing. So, a northwest-southernly direction. Um, okay, that's two d four plus two. So, you want to roll, or you want me to roll? He it? nat twenty catches it.
0: You nice. roll it. You can roll the healing. <laughs> that was a
1: nat twenty. <laughs> <laughs> he, get,
0: he gets eight. He, he <laughs> catches it, tosses the liquid into the air, then <laughs> sucks it out on the way down. No, he just he says. Thank you, unnamed stranger. And he sucks down the juice. How much healing? That guy's Eight. name is Barry.
2: Okay,
3: not a problem, unnamed uh, dwarfing dude.
0: And um, thank you for covering the sins of the DM. <laughs> I do. I
2: do say that guy's name is
0: Barry. Who? Oh, I had to Duncan. Oh, because he says the unnamed. Be- ah, Barry. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. And your up. name, sir? John. Very, common name. Thank you, John and Barry. Rather exotic, that Barry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to. Do
3: do? I want to cast uh, healing spirit. Cool. I can do as a bonus action. Cool, cool. Um, call forth a nature spirit. It's a level two. Uh, lasts up to a minute. Call forth a nature spirit to soothe the wounded. Nice. The intangible <laughs> spirit appears in space as a five foot cube. I'm you can see within range. Say. What is my range? Sixty feet. Okay, we're good. Spirit looks like a transparent beast or fae, your choice, until mm. the spell ends. Whenever your creature, you can see, moves into the spirit space for the first time on a turn, or starts its turn there, you can cause the spirit to restore <laughs> 1d6 hit points to that creature. No action required. The spirit can't heal constructs or undead. As a bonus action on your turn, you can move the spirit 30 feet, to space you can see.
0: Okay, so how much healing does he get, and what's it look like?
3: All right, so I'm I'm cast I'm I'm casting this spell. Um, it needs to look like a beast. I'm going to make it look like a, a squirrel. Okay, (laughs) I'm gonna make it look like this. Call back from the very beginning. (laughs) Yep, this glowing golden like spiritual squirrel. (laughs) Okay, it does one d six healing, and I just want to like toss it at Jack.
0: Okay, so Jack gets the healing. Gotcha.
3: So I am throwing a glowing squirrel at you. (laughs) 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 A squirrel of hell.
1: (laughs) It has entered your space. Does it like fly or float or?
3: Uh, it just does regular squirrel stuff. So I'm just gonna like. I'm just going to, like, throw it towards you. It's just going to, like, latch on. Okay, cool. So. Cool. Now a squirrel on me. Nice. You got a squirrel. You you do a I take healing immediately or yep. on my turn?
1: Anyway. Yeah.
3: You take a 1d6.
1: 1d6. I got Very two friendly nice. creatures on me, so mm-hmm. I can get, yeah. like, double advantage. Right? You're going
0: to get into a battle start chasing all, all over you. No such thing, sadly, as double advantage.
3: Um, How much healing? 1d6. Come on. But it lasts for
0: 10 rounds, so. Nice. Alright, cool. Okay, and now it is Grim's turn. Ooh.
2: I'm going to move up to the man. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Wait,
1: play does play anybody attack the uh, creature and hit it? Not, not. not since
2: you, you have... cast Hex. Okay. okay.
3: Yeah, not yet. I hit it with a lightning earlier, but that was it. I'm going to cast
2: a third level uh, Inflict Wounds. Okay. Now, we. <coughs> I don't think Arlo has this issue, but Jack and I both use spells that are affected by melee things. Mm. So, it says make a melee spell attack against a creature you can reach. And since Grimm's weapon or his fists, are we saying that I use my strength or I use my spellcasting modifier? And I guess you're trying the same, same goes it. for, for like Jack. You're
0: trying, like you're essentially trying to like inflict wounds?
1: Yeah. Well, that's... Yours says a melee spell attack. Mine says as a Part of this spell, make a weapon attack.
2: Yeah. But Grim's hands are his weapons.
0: But it makes sense that you would just punch normally. And I guess, like, you you would use whatever whatever you would use to connect with a punch, we'll use that.
1: Okay.
0: And then we'll, of course, do the stats of the spell.
1: But you're including a punch with.
2: No. No. Just rolling. Because he's using his hands. He's not, like, just.
0: I guess close to
3: would, would be like Shillelagh
2: or something. Either way,
0: either way, it doesn't matter. I'm fine. We can have that later. I'm ready for. We're almost done with this combat. I feel like
2: uh, a natural twenty. That's all
0: right,
2: you there like. you go. That
0: hit. Switch like. Yeah, I feel like we're getting close. Just feel. Uh, yeah, and I got I got lore I want to dump, boys. Need y'all to it. kill this guy.
3: Sprinkle us with wisdom from your mighty <laughs> brow. <laughs> uh,
2: Forty-two damage what <laughs> <laughs> a uh, third level inflict wounds is 1d it's 3d10 at first level and it's an additional 1d10 every level after first so it's 5d10 okay I remember All right.
0: Good there you go wounds. so you rolled pretty good in those
2: I did I rolled like a 10 two nines and some other stuff
0: and so you, you so you, are you grabbing or punching
2: I'm just slapping
0: all right so you put your hand on this creature on its leg as it faces the gate uh, and this purple magical cracks begin to form inside the creature and it cracks all the way up his back and you can see like this purple light shooting out the back of it and stuff. Plus the
2: 1d6 for And then roll
0: himself. a d6 of necrotic damage as well um, Bryce because all of right. the hex. I
1: that's a five.
0: Alright cool. <laughs> so this creature oh it's not at the gate yet it's somewhere in between right and so you run about to the back of it and grab it on its way uh, and it oh, as the the purple magic begins to uh, crumble pieces off of it but it's not quite dead yet it's still standing cool. Anyways, it is now all I'm doing. Jock's turn
1: oh I'm take an- Jock
0: take another d6
3: because it's whenever it enters your space or when you start your turn in its space
1: I got another 3 heal alright now how far am I from this thing it moved didn't it just 15 feet.
0: Yeah, Just so feet. it would have got... It's kind of like if you're down here, I think it's like moving this way. So maybe you're... But you moved toward it, didn't you? Or last time? Yeah. Um, so you're 30 feet away. Okay. So I think I said 60 last time.
1: Um, 30 feet now? Yeah. Okay.
0: For the sake of expediency.
1: Okay. I'm going to move in and I'm going to hit him with my knife. With boom and Blade on it. Okay. Critical fail. So I'm going to hey. use <laughs> my dodge for my bonus action and move back.
2: You don't want to use a point?
1: Huh? I've already used one. I, yeah, I'll go for it. Okay. That's a 17.
0: Uh, based on our rule that you have to beat it, it you hit, you met it. So it's still not enough to hit.
1: I thought you said it went to the player.
0: Yeah. yeah, but it's this is That's AC, a different kind though. of tie. We deal with this every time I mention it.
1: Mm-hmm. The, the, That's because we changed it all of a sudden in the middle.
0: Well, so, because we, I think we, we learned some new information, or we decided to learn some new information. Armor class is, you know, if you meet it, you're we're still saying, if my armor class is 15, you hit me with a 15, I'm prepared to deal with up to 15. Okay. And so, unless you get 16 or more, you don't hit me. A tie on any other kind of check goes to the player. So, like, if you try to if you roll a fifteen strength right. check and I roll a fifteen strength check the time goes to you. And move back. Okay, cool. So that's our that's our of course house rules on that. That's not written I don't know if that's written down or not. <clears throat> and I wasn't saying angrily that we deal with it every time. It's just more of a thing that I've noticed that it's one of those rules that I struggle to lock in as well. So sadly enough, your your knife with booming blade does kinda chink off the rocks I guess RP-wise, it makes a little bit of sense that the knife you know, kind of chinks off the,
1: the rocks of this creature. It didn't hit at all, because then Booming Blade would be active. Ah, so it didn't I hit at him. all.
0: His leg passing by. You, you whiffed. You are conflicted about these new powers. You are struggling to wield yourself. That'll work. Um, it is now his turn, and he is... Wisdom save. Wisdom saving, correct. He fails that one big time. Another failed wisdom <coughs> save. This may be enough to do it, folks. Fourteen. It is enough to do it. Uh, radiant damage, so it, we'll say that as he was you know, coursing with this purple magic that was chunking pieces off of him, it, it was revealing like the inner magics that were keeping him standing. And then as it did that, the, the radiant guardians, the spirit guardians, the light goes on him and he takes all this damage and then... As he's stepping forward, the it's uh, kind of like you. I don't know what movie it you would have been in, but I've seen rock things fall apart this way as it steps forward. Just it steps and then cr- crumbles forward, and all that you can see that's left as those rocks go away and kind of fizzle into the dirt are the robes of a of an orc mage. Mm, nice, and you are complete. And Duncan says, "Victory! Thank you so much." Who's Duncan? This dwarf <laughs> that he has met, he says, "My new friends, thank you for your help. My name's Duncan Henshall. Nice <laughs> My name is Duncan. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet I you, I can see like Duncan. these
3: tattoos, like when he's got his arms crossed, it's like Duncan. Can. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I go. I deactivate the spirit guardians and I shake his hand. Okay. I hey, had a feeling your name might be Duncan, yeah. considering you were
1: shouting it the whole time. Yeah. When he's when
0: he's he slaps your hand and Give his- gives him nine points of healing. Nice. He appreciates that. Um. Oh. So you heal him up and he. Oh, thank you, kind stranger. You're welcome. I appreciate your help. You had no reason to help us, but it seems as though you jumped right in. I certainly appreciate it. Like I said, my name's Duncan.
2: My name is Grim. It's a pleasure to meet you.
0: It's a pleasure to meet you. I've got to all reveal to you that you have the pleasure of meeting the newly elected mayor of Buckland.
1: Oh, it's I, Mayor Duncan, I don't mean to be rude, but it's rather cold out here. Could we possibly go inside and find something warm to get into?
0: Absolutely. Harlow <laughs> yeah, is blue. Absolutely. But before I let you in, I have to. I have to ask you, what brings you to our? our island, to what brings you to the Round Isle? What brings you to d- to Buckland? I Jack's don't
1: even remember.
0: <laughs> we we we
3: we were just returning to our friend uh, home. Uh, this this uh, this is our friend mexico go come on yeah. Our
2: our friend Jack received a letter from his parents.
0: Oh yes, a letter. What what? what do you do not not mind me asking, what did it say? Hi.
3: Hello. <laughs> That's all. We are your parents. It's been no. like a couple months since we read that letter. Like, like oh, out yeah, of game I didn't
0: know. I'm sorry, because I remember mostly what it said. I thought y'all were trying to be cheeky to him. What? what you're really what saying I, I, remember I remember what it was, was <laughs> hey, y'all head this way, because there's some stuff. Yeah. Duncan, Duncan tells you, he says, oh, I do believe we have a few parents. I, I have heard word of some people. <laughs> We've got who, a few parents we, here. Come <laughs> meet them. He, he gives you this knowing glance it's of kind like, ah, oh, yes. I believe I know who sent that letter. We've, they've been expecting you, Excellent. but we weren't expecting, or I don't imagine they were expecting, this yellow man. Your name, sir. Reaches out his hand to Misico. Misico says, I know. <laughs> Misiko says, oh, "My name is Misico. I live in uh, the Be- Medine's Beard, <coughs> south of here. Of course, I'm sure you know. Uh, not that I live there, but you know where it is." And I'm just trying to journey home to my home. I've tried to do some selling of my wares and things went very poorly. And these nice gentlemen are bringing me home. He says, Duncan says to you all, do you do you vouch for the trustworthiness of this man? I'll, I'll try to let him into the city with you. Can I roll insight on what he just
2: said, Misko? Sure. He's already said most of that to you before. He's already said most of that to me before, yes. But he also said the thing about his wife and child before. This is true. 16
0: uh seems you know, seems legit. Seems yeah. legit to you. He doesn't give you any ticks or anything to say that <laughs> just throwing <laughs> yeah. ticks at me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. He doesn't give you any reason to believe he's not telling the truth.
3: I will say we've we've traveled with this fella for, for some time and um, he, he hadn't really uh, hadn't really given us much cause to to not trust him, so I vouch
2: for him as well.
0: Okay. Hey. Uh he says, Farewell. I'll allow him to join you into the city. Uh, we've got some people, I ought to head, after you get warmed up, maybe I'll buy you some coats or some something to keep you warm, it's definitely, it's biting cold here in Buckland. I, I'm going uh, to get two of them. Very well, small one. But what you ought to do after that is head straight to Fullhammer Mine. Uh, we've got some people up there, I believe that's who sent the letter for you.
2: Interesting.
1: Thank you for your assistance.
0: And he, uh, is, is there
3: anything we we should check out around town? Any, any, such as ruins.
0: There are some. The ruins of Axenamore are here in town, but they're sealed tight. Right. Uh, they require a special key to open, and I don't believe anyone has it. Uh, but I th- I think you ought to first certainly go to Full Hammer Mine to get debriefed, so to speak. And as he says debriefed, he like he um, crosses his arms and when he crosses his arms what his two tat or his two forearm tattoos kind of come together to form what is obviously when you put them together the servants of the scale symbol and he's kind of like discreetly showing you that i guess you can just
2: discreetly like smiling and like <laughs> raising his eyebrows and winking no. just there's so much winking
0: but he does he he shows you that and he's you know wants you to see that
3: implied finger guns
0: okay but it is a pleasure to meet you I'll be up at the mine soon, actually, uh, at the manor there to to come and you know visit with you some more. But I've got some things to attend to here. Um, Do you have shops in town? Absolutely. Know,
3: it's, 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 we've traveled a long way. I, I think we need to get rid of some of these stuff. I mean, it's it's been a lo- it's been awful heavy carrying some of this
0: Absolutely. Uh, there are some shops in town. Feel free to spend some time there before you head up to uh head up to the mine, Full Hammer Mine. Like I said, it's it's a, a, it's a south at the south of the city. But of course, uh, you know, South is up in d d for what we're doing now. <laughs> the way you're looking at it. But yeah, heading to the cities, find your way around. The the you know you won't miss the shops on your way in. But please do head to the mine. Uh, I'm sure Albert and Corinne are expecting you, and they'd love to debrief you and have a conversation with you before you uh, get too deep into anything else. Excellent. Thank you. And if you ever need anything. You come see me. Remember, my name's Duncan. <laughs> he shakes all of your hands again. He says, uh, Misiko as well. First, who is this bird man? Who are you? Sorry, manager. Burb says, name <laughs> Burb. and friend.
3: Bur- Burb has been a trusted friend of ours for a very long time. Isn't that right, Burb? Uh,
0: yep. Been, yep. Come on, friend. A long time. <laughs> uh, Duncan reached down and speaks to him. He says, Well... These men seem to have traveled a great deal, and they seem to be rather trustworthy based on the information I have, so a friend of theirs will be a friend of mine. Uh, Welcome to the city, Burb. Hopefully you get warmed up. Are you cold at all? And Burb says, never seen snow. Very cold. (laughs) And he kind of like brushes himself off and says, well, we'll get you something to warm up a little bit. Uh, But like I said, you head inside, and uh, I'll be seeing you later.
2: I'm going to... I'm already heading here. Goodbye, Duncan. Thank you. I'm going to head to the shops.
0: Okay, cool. Also to the bathroom. Hi. Yeah, Grim's <laughs> head to the bathroom. Grim just whips it out and pees right there in the snow.
1: <laughs> it spills <Yeah>. Grim yeah. <laughs> in blood.
0: <laughs> All right, so um, Duncan walks over to one of those robes and he reaches into the, the the folds of it and he pulls out what looks like one of the tablets that those the orc mages ate to become the creatures that they were, and you can see him put one in his pocket. Hey. A- uh and then there's another set of robes over at the gate. And They're they moist. The gate um you can hear people say, "Come on inside. We'll open the gate for you."
1: Can I check the pockets of the four regular orc dudes? You can.
0: Not a lot in there. Some rations, you know, some things to eat like little cakes and stuff. Um and you probably find maybe 20 gold between them. Okay. I'm
1: the looking for daggers. Orange?
0: Oh, if you're looking for daggers, then... You happen to check their boots. (laughs) Yeah, you check their boots and you do find two daggers between them. They didn't all have them, but but two of them did have one. One guy had two
3: daggers. (laughs) Same boot. (laughs) Can I check the watery mage pocket?
0: You can. You find another tablet. Cool. That way. It stinks. Not, it's not I'll atrocious. I'll it up in something. Yeah, put that it's, Sorry, market. it's not an atrocious. It's just like, it's something that you, that when you, it passed by, there was a bit of an, a a stinky aroma to it. Didn't smell like it t- would taste good. So you guys head into the city. The door, the gate is cracked. Uh, as they open the gate, it kind of pushes, <coughs> it kind of pushes that cart aside a little bit that was thrown at the gate. Um, and you guys walk inside.
1: These people seem like they would mind if that cart happened to be commandeered. <laughs> it's it was destroyed. Huh?
0: There was another cart, I guess. You can commandeer that one.
1: Is it like a horse-drawn cart, or is it just a cart cart?
4: It was, was horse-drawn. I'm
0: going to actually say in the battle, the horse, the, it, fle- it fled, because we, it it be- <laughs> it, it, we didn't deal with it being on the battlefield at all. So there is no working cart. Dang. There is the bodies of two horses that were attached to the one that he threw that I didn't mention that he was probably throwing All on.
2: Alright, Grim, working, wake him up. <laughs> working cart as in cart with a source of power, source of power being a horse, or working cart as in you've deleted one cart from existence? No. So there were one two cart carts. Was yeah, one, one cart was destroyed. One cart was yeah. destroyed. But is there an intact cart there just with no horse? Yes. No. What? So that's what I'm asking. What, what I was trying to say. Well, all
0: right, so there were two horse drawn carts that I kind of forgot existed for a little bit. Okay. The first one was thrown at the gate. Well, imagine right. there is horse viscera and a destroyed <laughs> cart at the gate. I can bring it back. And then the I other cart, ACI, the yeah. other horses got spooked, and they ran away with the other cart still attached. Okay. There's no cart here now.
2: Gotcha. 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 That's what's up.
0: Gotcha. Sorry.
2: Going to the shops. But there's a okay. horse puddle. There's a horse puddle. All right, what kind of shops are you, you guys looking for? I can bring them back.
0: As you walk through the town, here we see a, a little description man. for you. So Buckland is a city of buildings made of thick logs and stone. The city looks hard and stern. It's battered by harsh winters. Uh, the winters that blow up from the south and the snowstorms that come up from the south um, of the continent as well as they get a lot of hard sea weather from the north. Um, it's just a cold, coastal, very hard town. Um, there's a fly. Uh, and it's the farthest city from the capital, so there's there's an orc military stronghold that is being constructed east of the city, way way east, which is where you can assume that these orcs came from. You can't see it, but that's, you know that to be true. We'll say Duncan told you that a moment ago. Um, and so we got there. <clears throat> cool. So you guys are inside, and like this, like I said, the city. Um, you caught the fly. Yep. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> He's still alive.
2: No, his abdomen has exploded. I felt it. I felt it explode in my hand. <laughs> the
0: city is not quite as lively as... This, this is the, the biggest city you've been in since Lonesome. Um, the city is not quite as lively as Lonesome was. Um, it's evident that Buckland is in that harsher climate it's, and it has kind of a lower population. Um, also, people here seem to be a lot rougher. There's a lot more shaggy beards. There's not a whole lot of uh, in, uh, importance put on appearance here. There's not a lot of, like decadently dressed people walking around it's mostly utilitarian like neutral colors and just whatever keeps us warm whatever keeps us going there's a lot of work being done there's people carrying things all over town um there's you know not a lot of play that like in Lonesome you saw like kids running around and stuff there's not a lot of that going on everybody seems to have a job and they're doing it here um I've never been
3: one for the big city
0: but I think these are my kind of people All right. Why?
3: Oh no, just don't seem quite like the one we, one we came from uh, where we was at the academy. You know, it just seems like everything uh, makes a bit more sense here.
2: <clears throat> okay, fair enough.
1: These people are roughing it a bit more than most city folk would.
0: No, no, they got it
1: made. They got it made. They got walls and stuff.
0: As you look around as well, um, you, the it seems like less populated. Like I said but uh a lot of the buildings seem to some of them are boarded up like some of the upper windows are a little bit boarded up it's not like the city is dilapidated or or anything but it seems like there are some vacant buildings around that have been boarded up uh, either for the winter or because they are completely vacant um it's not too many but you that's definitely something you notice as you walk around but it's not to say that this is like a dystopian area like there's plenty of chimneys with smoke coming out of them there's plenty of fires you can see through windows there's plenty of torches lit and um, stuff like that as the snow continues to fall on the city. So Ta-da! you are guys kinda of arrive at the the market area. There are plenty of houses and stuff with signs out front for different shops and things. What are you looking for?
2: Looking to offload my scales first.
0: Same. Here. Okay. Um what you cut maybe looking for like a general store or something like that? Sure, it'll Go work. Okay, um, I mean, sure. Yeah, I, don't, so, I don't know what the scales will be for, so.
2: Like, I don't know if you can make armor from the scales or anything, so yeah, just general store.
0: Okay, so you kind of, you look at, um you see generally. a sign with a big, with a wagon wheel on it, uh, and it's it's hanging out in front of a uh, uh, building with a stone awning, and it says, um, Low, Low Beach Treasures. Okay. Hey, hey. I go there. And general goods. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'ma follow them there. Okay. But I also, after this, I would like to go to like a craftsman of some sort, possibly mm-hmm. yeah. like an enchanter.
0: You've you cool. you do pass as well a building on the way to Loby's. Uh, what do I say? Treasures and, and general goods. Um. You on the way there, you pass another building very similarly. Most of these areas look kind of the same. They're in stone buildings that are either one or two stories. And they kind of have that stone awning, like the the bottom of the building, may be like. This one depth from the top of it's a little bit longer, pushing, giving you that stone awning or whatever. Um, and so, you know, hanging these signs, you see another sign that's got a, it's got kind of like a cauldron, but also a sword on there. It looks like it could be some sort of like blacksmith, uh, item dealer, or whatever, like a weapons crafting kind of area situation there. And that building also seems to have a forge kind of around around back. Um, as well as you see a couple tailors and things of that nature, but we're heading inside to Lobie's Treasures and uh, uh, general goods. So you walk inside, uh, around yeah, you walk in there. There are plenty of barrels in this room. They're uh, set up along the walls or his different wares. You um, pretty much your general like travel supplies, uh, you know, rope, tools. Um, some vegetables, some groceries, things like that. A, a very general store. Ten foot pole. You walk in, there is a rather spindly looking...
1: Uh, it's just a whole section that says adventuring supplies, but it, all it is is 50 foot lengths of rope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: a spindly looking uh, elven, elven lady. who um, She looks older, has seen a long life, and she says, Ooh, well, good afternoon. My name is Luby."
2: I'm Grim, how do you do?
0: Welcome! Can Good. I get you
2: anything? Well, we, we've got yeah. basilisk scales. Boom! Basilisk scales? Couple of them. Do you buy those, or do you know someone who would buy those? Oh, I
0: haven't seen basilisk scales in... Oh, it's probably been three and a half years since somebody brought, brought in basilisk scales for me to see. Very impressive. Ooh. No, I'll take them, I'll absolutely buy them off your hands, but you boys look very cold. Can I get you some tea or, or something warm to drink while we sit?
3: Yes, we'll take some of that. We'll, yeah, we'll take two She's, of that.
0: She says, oh, "Well, unload your goods on the counter, and I'll, I'll get you some something to drink real quick. Uh, I'll go, co- I'll go back inside. I'll do that. Yeah. Need a bigger counter. So she walks into the back. And Probably, then, yeah. How many skills did you get? I have
2: Eleven. Eleven. I got five.
0: Not a bad haul. <laughs> Not a bad haul.
1: I'm gonna put, I'm gonna
3: put four of my skills up there. I'm gonna keep one.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Jack, do you have anything? You have your eyes, don't you?
1: I wanted to do other stuff with those right, that's why I'm looking for the craftsman yeah. first.
0: So he so she walks back, she comes back around with um, with five cups, Misiko and, and Berber in tow. We're gonna to assume that Misiko and Berber kinda of like chatting amongst themselves just to keep me from having to deal with, you know, five people having a conversation with this lady. They don't have anything to sell. They're just kinda of chilling. They're looking around the store while you guys do this. Um, speaking of Cool. All right, um, <clears throat> she comes back, and she gives you all something to drink. Misiko and Burb take their sip, and Burb says, hmm. oh. And she says, So, best of the scales, huh? Are we talking about scales or spines? Because I think we're, y'all have spines. spines yeah. These all do right. look like spines. Take a sip. How
2: much will you pay for them? Oh,
0: how many do we have here? Eleven and fifteen scales spines my 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 oh uh.
2: I, I will only sell ten of mine actually
0: you'd like to keep one then yes please very well no, please.
2: Hey, you said it's been
3: how long since you've seen some of these it's
0: been about three and a half years since I've seen or sold any so quite quite uh, quite scarce I imagine they are rather scarce she's kind of doing the math and calculating in her head I'm trying to make sure that so I have I'm trying, to, yeah, I'm trying to make sure and do uh make sure that I have enough to actually buy these from you. I think a fair price would be what do you think? hundred and twenty gold per spine? Per spine.
2: How large are these spines? Are they
0: this big? Yeah, they're like picture a shark fin. Ooh. A big pretty big shark fin.
3: Well, I mean it's been a while since you've seen any of these, I mean. Could are you I, trying to
0: hackle? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, can I roll can I roll yes. a persuasion? Yeah. Okay. As you say that, she says, I, I don't
2: know. I'll, do you roll? I'll give him help. In what way? In that he has advantage.
0: But I need I need an RP. I can't just <laughs> do you like So you're back in the arms up like, yeah, no Are we trying to no, intimidate right. or trying
2: to convince? I take a take persuade. a sip of persuade. Yeah. Because he's persuading, so I, I'm not in, in that'd be a separate check. It doesn't matter. I take it <laughs> with advantage?
3: One was a crit fail, one was a five.
2: Gosh. I, I, I'll just roll instead then. I'll, I'll roll in place of you. That'll work. Wait. <laughs> no, I mean, his rolls still stand, but I'm also going to roll. All
0: right, so we're going to deal with that roll real quick while you. If you want to try again, you may. She says, I don't know, 100. What did I say? 120? 120. 120, 120 sounds like a pretty good price. I mean, I'm not certain how quickly I'll be able to offload these onto someone else. And there's a lot of them
2: here. That's fine. I'm actually going to keep two of them. I just thought of something I'd like to try. Um, okay. 120 for each sounds wonderful to me. Wow,
0: okay. Easy dealing, boys. Mm.
2: That'll work. That'll work.
0: So. I always try to butter them up with some warm drinks before I start haggling. Yeah. That's no, I'm just good, kidding. What, what, what'd you put in there? Oh, nothing. I just did that out of the kindness of my heart. Well, thank you. There's heart You're in very there. You're welcome. No, there's not. There's not heart in there. I have hearts if you're looking for hearts. No,
2: no, no, we're good. I would, I'd like to roll perception just to take a peek around the shop, see if anything catches my eye. True. Sure. Um, 17.
0: Yeah, so, what's interesting about this area, Grim, you live, I mean, you all have lived on this continent, so you can make a decision. Have any of you been to Buckland before? We need to make that decision. It doesn't seem I like I have not,
3: because has. in my story, like, I had never been on a boat. Right, cool.
0: Like a big boat. Jack, have you traveled this, this, this far? Would you have ever been to the Round Isle?
1: We discussed that possibly, like, before we moved to Fark, that it was like my parents and I may have come from over there, okay. just like a larger city. Sure. but that's When you were a the, child? Yeah. I wouldn't okay. remember you probably much. wouldn't
0: remember?
2: Would it make sense, like, do they trade in lumber? Yeah. Sure. Okay, then yeah, it it probably makes sense.
0: Okay, so Grim, you are not particularly surprised, but, I mean, you didn't spend a whole lot of time wandering. You probably did some trading here, but maybe not wandering. mostly business, yeah. Yeah, not wandering in the wilderness out out there. There's a lot of, like, little knick-knacks and, like, the equivalent of, like, a bunny's foot. You know, like, those kind of little trinkets.
2: superstitious artifacts. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't say a ton of superstitious artifacts, but, like, you know... Things like that that are crafted out of creatures that you don't recognize. There's like a lot of odd little odds and ends from that look like they are. This looks like a store that is... Um, a squallet. That a is, squirrel wallet. Yeah, that is supplied <laughs> uh, by you know people who hunt Completely and hit. who yes. bring and sell and things own. for this lady to sell. Uh, but they look a lot... It's it like seems a, like this area is populated with creatures that are a little bit odd. Like you're... Um, you would maybe expect to see like a, a rabbit's foot or something, but instead it's like a, a claw of a creature that you've just never seen before. It seems like this there's a lot of exotic animals that live here. Um, that But none of them look particularly, I would say, interesting to you. It's just you notice that we're kind of in a different place. This landscape is different than where I come from. But, you we- know, there's things to eat and snacks and different other kind of things if you need to. It would be helpful if you're looking for a supply or something. I'll tell you, she has it.
1: With my passive perception, do I notice all these like rabbit's foot type things?
0: I mean, yeah. If you look around the store, it's not hard to see.
1: Okay. <laughs> then I want to speak with her. Okay. Um, Loby. Loby. Miss Loby.
0: Yes. Lo- yes, sir.
1: I have also some basilisk parts. I have two eyes of the basilisk. I would like to have them made into an item, if possible.
0: What kind of item would you like to have them made into,
1: do you think? Well, the basilisk had the ability to paralyze its Yes, you
0: certainly must be careful with those eyes. I hope you have them covered.
1: I do. They're in a bag. A sack, if you will. I was hoping to have them placed in something where I could use it as the basilisk once used them.
0: Ah, so you would you would want some some sort of weapon? You think, or a, or a some More sort of other, a device? Yes.
1: Hmm.
3: I, I could see this as like a Doctor Strange like the medallion thing where it just like opens up. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Hmm.
0: Well, there are two people I can think of in town. Well, one currently in town. I don't believe. I don't believe the other is is here now, but. I know Charles. Charles down down the way here. He has the the store with the the sword and the cauldron. Uh, Charles of Boonshire is what we call him. Uh, so but he's he th- not Charles down the way. No, he's not. He is special. He is he is very. Sp- he specializes in importing weapons. But I've heard that he's enchanted and made a few before. Um, depending upon what you want, he may be able to take care of you. But there's also uh, a man who lives in town. Um, I forget his name. Very mysterious man, but. I know he, uh, he comes to town rather infrequently, but he spends most of his time in Medin's beard, hunting and gathering items and things. And I don't believe he's here now, but he has been known to, to, to really bring in some, some strange things, and he's learned a thing or two about how to create items as well, I believe, in his time in the wilderness. So, uh, you can speak to Charles if you like, or uh, if you want to wait for... Most people just call him the Huntsman in Buckland. Not many people get to know this man. I've, I certainly don't know much about him. I hear tell him. But you could speak to him as well if you ever meet him. Says, I' his name Oak,
2: no. by chance?
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know his name.
1: I will see what Charles has to say about it. If I think he can manage, then I will go with him. But okay. if you happen to see the Huntsman before I do, send him my way if you don't mind.
3: Grant, you think he's related to that um, withered Ronald Branch that we
2: met a while back? The thought crossed my mind. But we'll leave it there, right. where it lay. Now, are we splitting this
1: gold three ways? No, I didn't. I didn't help gather the spines. Okay.
3: Um. Man, that was quick, your quick, endeavor, quick, quick. Nor did, yeah, did I got a quick sure, take That's time really. to now, save them from the sinking you, ship. You wouldn't happen to be or know of a purveyor of fine literature?
2: Books? You're you know the word about? purveyor. Yep.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about books? I know the word, I just don't know how to write it. You want to sell books? Yeah, I got a couple of them. You don't want to keep them for yourself? No, I'm not
0: so much a reader myself. You don't want to become one? Yeah, that might be pretty good, but... Most of the people in this world get, I mean, if you can read, you can get by a lot better than most of us. I can read, but not so great. But I know the more books most people have, the better off they are. And you don't, don't look know. to have many books on you. Well, I, I got a couple of them. I'll have to go get them, of course. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll certainly buy them from you, and I, if you if you like, I can buy them. Um, we don't have exactly a bookstore in town, as you can see, because they're kind of a hot commodity.
3: Uh, no. um, can I... I, I just want to, like, turn around, and I'll, I'll like, like, fish through my hat where so she can't see what mm-hmm. I'm doing, and I'll, I'll pull out uh, just five random books, and I'll just... Okay. I'll set them down. What, what, what do you think about these these right here? These are just, well, I, I just happen to have these on me. She flips through them and she
0: says, Oh, they seem to be kind of general knowledge. A lot of sailing, I and mean, we are a coastal town, so those might fetch a good price. Um, and you want to sell these? Yeah, I'm kind of thinking about it. Okay, I'll give you 30 gold pieces for each. 30 pieces, you say? Mm hmm. Oh, you said it's pretty valuable knowledge. It is, and it's. But I've still got to sell them, and there are not a lot of people in Buckland who can read very well. We're a, we're a hands-to-the-earth kind of town. You,
3: you're right about that. All right, all right I'll, I'll, I'll take 30-piece more.
0: Okay. She, I
3: might have some more. I'll come back later on.
0: She says, now, I've got to be honest. If you have anything else to sell, I can't help you today. You've almost drained me of my cash. No, I,
2: I am content with what I have sold you. Thank you.
0: Okay, she slides those books across the table and sets them down behind her counter. I leave. Goodbye. Okay. Good day. Nice to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you. I hope you enjoyed your tea, and thank you for these scales. I hope Ooh, to sell them back at a good price.
1: Yes. Uh, I would like to give you some more money back. Uh, do you have any health potions for sale here? Of
0: course. Of course I have health potions. We look, Buckland is a harsh climate. You might need a health potion just after waking up and having a, a piece of hail fall on your head. Everybody who <laughs> carries a potion around
1: here. Excellent. Um, how many would you like? I'd like two, please.
0: Two? Okay, that will be t- uh, twenty gold pieces apiece. Like I said, it is dangerous here, and you know we only get them when they sh- when they're shipped in. I don't know how to make these oh. things.
1: Excellent. Uh, I'll take just the one then.
0: Okay.
3: I'll tell you what, instead of paying me for him books, how about you uh, pay us in uh, in health you, potions? You'd like to just trade then? Yeah, let's just trade. Okay. Trade so out. Uh, it so seems like we we've we've defunded you earlier.
0: Yeah, seven. You know what? It would be seven. I'll go ahead and give you eight.
3: Hey, how about
0: that? That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. I'll give you a deal. Half on the last. All right, so he, she like picks up um, like a wooden thing, a, a wooden boxes kind of like the, with pigeon holes, and each of them has a health potion in it. Cool. And she like takes eight of them out and sets them on the counter, and pulls it back and puts it underneath her counter, and hands them, puts them on the counter for you. Um, I'll Here you want to
3: two and get the rest of these guys.
2: Excellent.
0: So I'll get Trace a piece sounds good cool thank you thank you all it's a very it's a pleasure doing business with you all i hope you have a, a splendid a splendid day here in buckland uh the weather is hard to, for it to be splendid but we we make our best and we we have a good time here as well so stay warm and i you ought to really go see uh lady lupa down the street to, to get some to get some some better threads for yourself because you girl you all freeze out there and just that
3: yeah, I, I, I completely uh, I completely agree with you on that one. It's bad on the chilly side out there. Is it about always like this around here?
0: Not always, but we are approaching winter time.
3: Oh, um, we so are it's co- going
0: to get a bit colder. It is going to get a bit colder. We're coming out of the fall and we're approaching winter time. And the blizzards will come in the next month or so. And it'll be a hard winter as it is uh, every winter here.
2: What's the strength of these potions?
0: Um they're pretty strong. They're they're a strong brute. Okay. Um what does a normal health potion do? I think it's like 2D2, 2D2, 2D4 2D4 two D two two D two two. Two D four. Two D four
2: plus two. But then there's like four D four and then there's like I think eight D four
0: maybe. Th- these are we're gonna call these four D four healing potions.
2: Cool. I'm uh also leaving for the uh crafter dude.
0: Okay. Cool.
3: Forty-four. Yeah. So that would be a potion of
0: greater healing. A potion. These would be potions of greater healing. Sure. Of greater
3: healing. Showa. Sure. I like it.
1: Forty-four plus anything. Two. So
4: no, it's forty-four, oh,
1: 44
0: plus, plus four. four. Yeah. So you could get a total of twenty HP back. Yeah. That's enough to take the edge off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thank you uh, very much,
3: Mr. Uh, Lowe Lo B. Well, well, I'll see if I can't find some more in books. Maybe we can do some more trading later on. Yes,
0: of course. You're very welcome, and it's a pleasure to have you here in our city. Now, like I say, please stay warm.
1: The, the mayor said he'd help us out with that. We helped him with the problem as we were coming into the city. Yes. Hopefully he will do that soon. It's rather chilly out.
0: Yes, of course. I say we go do that.
1: I, was, I wasn't informing you. I was telling the lady.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes, well, hopefully so. Duncan is, Duncan is, is quite the mayor, and he is, he is rather loud and rambunctious, but he is doing right by us here in the city. He's not letting those, those blasted council members and their blasted orcs take any more of us. I heard of there he was going to the gate moments ago to try to stop a culling. Did, did you come in and see anything happen? Was, was there anything going on out there?
3: Oh, just a bit of altercation come into town. We I mean it's all right now though. He he turned the army away? Yeah, yeah. They, I don't think they'll be bothering y'all. He did his best. That is exceptional.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. Wonderful. It's yeah. great. He did a fine job.
0: Fine and job. it's great. I imagine it'll bring pain to us, you know, worthy pain for us, you know, the growing pains for our city. But we're tired of being under the boot heel of the council. But anyway, I'm not gonna talk you here off. You gotta go see other people. We'll see you later. Little old lady, bring the pain. <laughs> Yeah, I should, have, I should have gone a little bit older, lady voice, but he's an elf, so. So the door shuts behind you, and you go Into to, the cold. <laughs> yeah, into the cold. The wind is picking up a little bit, and snow is blowing around. Where next?
1: I'm going to head to this Charles fellow.
0: All right, you open the door to his shop. It's set up very similarly to uh, to Lobie's shop, but... Um, Instead, there's not a lot of stuff in front of you. It's mostly a very small space where you would stand at a counter. Behind the counter are weapons hanging up. Weapons of most types. And um, there's a Grim in there. And there's a Grim in there as well. So you all enter in. And kind of Misiko and, and Burb are kind of still following you around. Kind of, you know, just looking around, not really dealing a whole lot. He's kind of burbing around. Yep. And so you walk in, and then there's a man, a uh, kind of burly man. He's got a big, like, long, long beard. Um, he is bald on the top of his head, and he's got a very well-groomed mustache that curls. Uh, and he's got some spectacles on his nose. Um, and he walks in, he is propped up in a chair, like with his feet up on a stool. And he is reading, um, he's actually reading a little a little book. And he sets his book aside, and he says, Well, hello, and welcome to Charles of Boonshire's Little Shop. I'm your I'm your host. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm Charles the Boomtie. Welcome. Good day, Charles. What can I do for you, man? Sure. You make weapons. I do make some weapons. I also have a new shipment of uh magically infused weapons cuz here and so there's something about our wilderness that we're more and more magical creatures around, and you guys look like you're from out of town. So I don't want you to be going out and doing any adventuring or anything unprepared, so I have some magical weapons for you that seem to do some damage against the magical creatures of our world. Now, I would like to what, see
3: those. What, what kind of creatures are you talking about out here?
0: Straight? Uh, I mean, the, the Round Isle has always been famous for our, you know, exceptional large and scary wildlife, but... Here in the, the last several months and years, the activity has increased and there have been magical creatures and creatures that seem to be from some sort of beyond uh, that we've never seen before We're roaming the Round Isle. We've come to deal with it, but you, you need augments a lot of times to deal with that. But most of these weapons here are my new shipment. They are uh, infused with a little bit of magical power so they'll be able to harm those, those fiends and fey you might, be able to, you might come across in your adventures uh-huh. Do you he and I was
2: like... Mm. <laughs> okay. Do you also enchant things? I
0: am a... I'd call myself a journeyman enchanter. I'm not the best there is, but I've been known to enchant a few things in my day. Anything too terribly specific, but if you want something to hurt a little worse or hurt a little different, I might be able to handle that for you.
2: Hmm. Okay. What so, weapons do you have?
0: Um, he has all kind of good stuff. Uh... Most, most weop- normal weapons he has. Um, he explains to you that he has um, that are offer like a plus one or a plus two to attack. depending upon what kind of weapon it is. Like it'll add um, a plus one to your attack roll and a plus one to your um, damage or whatever. <clears throat> so nothing too special, just something, something that will hurt magic things but he has those are the most of what he has in the back or behind him I pull out
2: the uh, spines mm-hmm. do you think you could make something unique from these
0: oh those look like basilisk spines am I correct yes would you know I'm not even going to ask where you got those how you guys seem to be very capable men that's all I'll say um, but I might be able to do something with these something you know to slow some slow some enemies down or Uh, I'd I'd, I'd have to do some thinking. I'm not sure exactly what I can do, but I can do something for you. I have an idea. Okay, what?
2: A form of gloves. Gloves? With spikes coming out of the knuckles.
0: Ah, you're a bit of a brawler then, I see. Indeed. Okay, and what effect would you like these to have on your victims?
2: If you could enchant them, preferably something that could negate some sort of magic resistance. But also to increase lethality, if possible.
0: I'll see what I can do. Come back and give me give me two days and come back and I'll I'll have those try to have those prepared for you and he reaches out for the, the spines. I hand them to him. Okay. <laughs> what color are the spines? They're like like a black, bluish with a little bit of like magical green at the bottom where the they're kind of decaying a little bit at this point. Nice. And leaking. Um, he says, now there will be, of course, a a, a price, uh, but I can't really tell you how much it'll cost until I'm finished, depending upon how much work it takes, if you understand. I understand. Any, anyone else? Does anyone else have anything they'd like f- for me to get, get started on them, or just a magical dagger or a magical sword, maybe?
3: yeah, uh, I think he's looking for Yeah, for so
1: I was. I have, as I've said before, to the woman next door, I have some more basilisk parts that I'd like to see if something could be made of.
0: More parts?
1: Yes. And I'm gonna take out the bag. This is two basilisk eyes.
0: You have eye... Oh wow, uh, that was very smart, a very smart pull from that creature, that's, a, that's where most of their power lies is in the eyes, so... What on earth would you want me to do with
1: these? I'm looking for something that can utilize the eyes just as the basilisk did
0: like to be able to paralyze? Exactly. Petrify, excuse me, that's the wrong word. Paralyze is, they turn things to stone. That's what they should do. So would you like me to, to affix them to some sort of blade? Or uh, less, more of
1: a? Less of a weapon, more of a defensive measure. Perhaps a medallion or yeah. something that can just be held up in front of me.
0: Okay. paralyze. Nothing large.
1: Paralyzed. I need to be able to remo- move quickly if possible. No shields or anything. Thinking
0: uh, something like that would have to be... <coughs> would have to be powered in some way, because the, the eyes would eventually run out of their own magical energy. It would have to try to fill out some, fill, some way to, you know, pump some... I, I think I could do something for could you. Could
1: you transfer power from another magic item? Possibly. Just to power it.
0: I'm thinking about you using it, actually. Once you, de- if you deplete a charge, how will it recharge? I, w- I will feel, I will feel this out, and, and if you will give me the eyes, I'll again give me about two, two days, and I will work something up for you. Um, I'm thinking of uh, maybe a, uh, a gauntlet or something of some sort that you can show to your foes that would maybe uh, allow it to be used. Um, would you do, would you do something like that, or would you prefer an amulet or a necklace of something?
1: Uh, a gauntlet would work, but okay. something that I can keep closed if I want. Like, possibly on the palm.
0: Of course. I can feel I can... Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll see what I can do.
1: And one other thing. I have this dagger that I am not particularly uh, attached to. If you can use it to help you make this new enchantment, or if you think you can just take it to knock some off the price, then... That would be helpful. Certainly, and I'm gonna pass him the dagger of drinking. The... He
0: grabs it and looks at it because uh, this this ought to do nicely. This I'll I'll definitely, if nothing else, I'll use it to knock down the price on on your wares. Absolutely.
1: Excellent. And one more thing, I need this enchanted, and I'm gonna put my cleaver on the okay. table.
0: Ooh. With what? Uh, how how would you like? Like I said, I'm I'm not an expert. I can't do anything too crazy, but. Uh, just, what would you like?
1: Just make it imbued with magic, I suppose, just so it does damage to creatures that normally would be resistant to I it.
0: I can absolutely do that.
1: Make it more accepting of magics.
0: Of course. I learned a lot in Boonshire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wherever that may be. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, it's yonder piece. You can't get there from here.
0: Absolutely. So, like I said, if you'll come back in about two days, I should have all this figured out for you. Um, gauntlets. Uh, I think. And of course, enchant this blade. That's all well and good for saw, about two days. Yeah, have you got anything in stock? Uh, any of these weapons behind me—they'll—they'll—they'll they'll, they'll do something, some damage to the Faze and fiends, like I mentioned. Uh, but I don't have anything exceptional in stock, like I say. We've these—these these are really a shipment of a large of a. Uh, we bought—we bought in bulk, knowing what's coming, you know, from outside the walls. And the the orc army has always given us trouble and. We feel that situation coming to a head as well. So we wanted to have people armed and ready to fight with uh, whatever might come. I got you. Um, well,
3: yeah, I, I got, one, I got one, one of them spines as well. Mm. I wonder if he might just be able to make something for, for a friend.
0: Okay. What do you, what do you need?
3: bird, uh, Burr, come on up here. Come on.
0: <laughs> Burb comes up there.
3: Burb, Burb what, what, kind, what, what kind of a weapon do you think would, would be good for you? Because mm. we done lost, lost the last one. we got to have something better for you.
0: Not like that sword. Sword made too much noise.
3: Mm. Something quiet.
0: Mm. Birdwatch? Small blonde man with axes. Axe be pretty cool.
3: Yeah. Hey, um, uh, fella, you think you can make something uh, kind of imbued with this scale of properties?
0: So he wants an axe.
3: Yeah, I, say I like
0: it. It'd have to be a small one.
3: Well, I mean, he's a rather small, fella.
0: All right, I'll get you a small axe, little bird man. Absolutely, I'll ha- I'll handle that for you.
3: Yeah. I uh, don't 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 suppose you've got a loaner for the next two days while we can uh, while we can get that constructed.
0: Now, I'm sorry, I can't deal in loaners. I can't loan you anything, but you can certainly buy. That's cool. Yeah. Before I show you something. Um, mm. you can certainly buy one though, and if you can bring it back, and I'll buy it back from you. All right, let's do it. Okay. Uh, what would you What would you What would What What, what do you want, little bird man? And he says, "I said, axe. So he takes like a what looks like a hatchet off of the a, a kind of battle hatchet, not quite as big as the Duncans that you saw earlier, but kind of a, the skyrim looking with the curved blade on it, and he gives cool. it to, to Burb and he says, that'll be 35 gold." Uh, and Burb, you know takes out of his his little pouch and he puts his gold on the counter and he says, Burb got money. <laughs> and he takes his axe and you know affixes it to his, we'll put it on. He puts it on his back, <laughs> uh, and then you're good. Everybody's good. He says, "All right, is there anything else I can do for you?"
1: I believe that's it for me.
0: Well, it was a pleasure to meet you, boys. Um, welcome to Buckland. You don't look like you're from in town, like I said. So welcome to Buckland. Hope you have a good time here.
1: Thank you. Mm.
0: There may not be a lot of traditional fun to be had, but <clears throat> if you like adventure, there's no better place in
1: Medine. Did the mayor tell us there was a place to stay around here, like an inn? Oh,
0: I don't know. Okay. I was in the bathroom. He told you you needed to head it up to the, the mine, the mine, manor thing. Okay.
3: Um, well, what day, is it? When everybody's about to head out. Um, getting towards the evening. Okay. When everybody's about to head out, I want to I kind of talk to them in private real quick. Okay. But, um, I, I found this little thing out, out, out there, in, you know, outside of town. I wonder if you might be able to use it to, to work on any of these items you're working on for us. I don't know
0: what that is.
3: Well, if you see if you can find some use for it, maybe one of these items could uh, could be better served with it.
0: Alright, uh, there's only one of them. I don't know what I'll, how I'll necessarily test it and use it, but I'll see what I can do. Alright, see what,
3: see what you can come up with with that. <clears throat> I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, it smells bad and I don't want it in my pocket, but it did something powerful, I think. So.
0: What, what did it do?
3: Uh, something elemental. I don't know. It, it, you'll, you'll figure it out.
0: All right. <clears throat> he takes it from me and, you and know, puts it in his little pouch to work on later. All right, everyone. It's been it's been a pleasure. I'll get to work on your stuff right now. And he heads. He takes all the supplies you gave him and heads to the back. Hey and with that we are going to end today's episode it's been a long one so thank you so much for listening thank you very much for enjoying hope you enjoyed it please be sure to like, comment, subscribe if you're on YouTube if you're on iTunes or any other thing leave us a review or give us five stars or whatever you want to do if we we earned it Um, but we hope you're enjoying the show please you can contact us via Twitter at Tank Media Games and remember more than anything that we love
1: you very much bye toodles later